as much milk to your cereal as you want it. If someone would have told me when I was young that I'd be addicted to a USB drive. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <sighs> Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. And today we got our trash in order and we're talking shit. And I didn't finish writing the rest of my <laughs> starting quote. <laughs> I think that's about the vibe for today. It's the, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we're going on an exploration. Yeah, we're halfway there. Dude, remember when you were a kid and you'd play Game Boy and get lost walking around because you never looked up? <laughs> um, Not really, no. <laughs> that, you that's wake a up problem. in another city playing a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Dad, where am I? Pokemon? Somebody call my mom. <laughs> That's what we're doing today. <laughs> you, I, I was actually, I'm actually glad you said something about Game Boy. I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching old Run Button shit, and I remembered a a an artifact from my past. Did you ever hear of the Sega Nomad? Yeah, the widely unpopular. <laughs> gigantic fucking brick that you that had this big ass fucking battery pack you could get with it lug it around like a suitcase (laughs) and had no backlight to the screen so you had to be like in a in a dark room to play it (laughs) like a medium lit kind of dark room you couldn't be you could not play it outside (laughs) it was but it, it was great for car trips yeah and i could play vector man all i wanted fuck yeah Dude, I just want to capture missing nose, glitch my Game Boy out, and multiply rare candies. That's how I'm feeling right <laughs> Damn right. Now. Fuck you. You know what? I, I got um, Pokemon Red on my phone last year, kill time, when I was uh, underemployed, and it was... It was it was a lot of fun. I I fucked with it. I, I tried to do the, uh, the Nuzlocke run for a bit, and then I realized that was... I wasn't ready for that yet. <laughs> But one day, one day I'll, I'll uh, I don't know if I'm still bored this winter. Maybe I'll, I'll break it back out. Dude, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready for winter. Dude, yes, it's been this week is kind of going back and forth between like hot and cold. Yeah. So that means that like it's winding down here in Michigan at least. Like it's, we might have a couple stray, like ninety to something degree days, but it's done basically. Yeah. And then, you know, it'll start snowing in October and <laughs> and then we'll be in winter again. It's it's uh it's pre winter. Uh we got the I got the stinky, stinky old Sophie coming down to hang oh, out. Oh Sophie. So stinky. So so sweet. <laughs> She's blind. But if she starts licking her butthole too aggressively, I may have to <laughs> remove her from the premises. <laughs> How's your week been, man? It's been actually been pretty good. I've been uh, just busy doing house shit mostly. Got some some time with my cousin earlier this week. That was cool. Just you know, regular regular people shit like you do. It's good. How you been? I'm sorry, I got. I have to move this doll. <laughs> I took the time to put her up there too. You know, and just because she's blind doesn't mean that she can't smell how stinky she is. There's no excuses. I don't. There's no excuses. <laughs> she got a water bowl upstairs, and she just came down here for the one down here. Yeah, I was like, as long as you were talking, I can mute her, but I can't have that going the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Get her out of there. Yeah, I'll be right back. 
I'll vamp. <laughs> so, come on. And this is where this is where I monologue. This is where I pretend to be Mark Marin and be able to talk into a microphone by myself. I guess I it would work better if I had something prepared to talk about. I guess I don't have that. There was the whole thing earlier today where the guy shot a nail gun into the FBI building in Cincinnati and then he got shot. That's a thing that happened. It's pretty wild shit. Yeah, that's kind of the best I got right now, I guess. This has been my this has been my my rich on his own podcast. I hope I never have to do it again. Oh, Steven's back. I just hear you chuckling to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I vamped. <laughs> it, yes. It's good. You got you got to leave it in. <laughs> Sarah's going to come home in the middle of this, too. Oh, man, it's always something, right? Always fucking something. Can't get... Hey, hey, how come... How come <laughs> we can't get one fucking nice thing? One nice thing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think... I have nice I th- things. I have a couple <laughs> no. of nice things. It's all trash, Stephen. <laughs> it is all trash, dude. I'm. I was telling you earlier. I'm. Uh, you know, so outstanding that the FBI is raiding a, a former president. So cool. But I'm a uh, full blackpilled on politics now. I'm a. Free, oh yeah. I'm a free man. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> it. Feels so good. I was listening to this uh, really cool, chill professor. He's a <laughs> pretty smart dude. <laughs> And he uh, made me rethink a couple things. He was talking about how we're all such big babies, and at least we don't have to go die in wars. But w- what I did like that he said, as uh, he grew up during World War II shit, and it, you know, our problems today are, are still like you don't want to minimize them, right? But by comparison, it's mostly people just frustrated on the internet. Which is really them just venting and communicating with other people. Which by comparison to like most of the world's violent history is pr- pretty trivial. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, you hear that kind of perspective. I don't feel like it's particularly unique. But how he kind of broke it down was, it was uh, refreshing to hear. I feel like there is still some fear that, you know, shouldn't be downplayed entirely of when you have that many people able to publicize their their you know thoughts mm-hmm. it does pose more danger than it would have you know say you know in the 40s even we'll say you know people go home and they you know, they're pissed about what's going on in the world right now and they complain about it to their family or to their, you know, people close to them, but it stops there. Or, that you know, they, they could write a thing to the paper or, you know, there are avenues they could take to get their opinion publicized, but it wasn't in their pocket. And to have more people have access to that does... I guess there, it's not like a statistical number for that, but it's it seems like it would be easier for people to get stuck in that echo chamber of 
oh, other people feel this way too, and then be more actionable about it, which, you know, for better or for worse, obviously. Yeah, they get lathered up into a frenzy. Right. But but I still would argue- Lathered into a frenzy, I like that. I still would think overall, it's better that happens than- for it not to happen, like if we mm-hmm. didn't have those means of communication. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak the truth a little bit here. Yeah, do it. Dogs are bad animals. <laughs> <laughs> They're trash. They're terrible pets. Stray street dogs, awesome. Family pet dog, garbage. <laughs> if you, if it's so you, dependent. Oh my god. It, they uh, arguably me. the the most dependent animal you could possibly bring into your home. Outside of a horse. You know how dumb it yeah. is to own a horse? Yeah. Mm. It's fucking obnoxious. What a terrible animal to ride, too. <laughs> not an elf. I don't need a horse to get somewhere. I'm not an elf. <laughs> I'm just going to say, horrible to ride compared to what? Like, compared to riding a camel? Or a uh, elephant? Yeah, you're right. I would rather ride either one of those before I rode a horse again. You know, I think elephants. I think I would kill a camel if I got them. Dude, they're strong motherfuckers. I'm um, pretty big motherfuckers. <laughs> I feel like elephants aren't meant to be rode. I know you can, but I feel yeah. like they're they're too no, majestic. We, you should not ride elephants. They are they are way too smart and way too cool. I would love to have a battle turtle though. Like a big ass turtle, you could ride around into battle. Okay, I was thinking like a regular sized turtle, but you just like taped a bunch of knives and stuff to it. That also sounds lovely. Like a like a battle bots, <laughs> but it's a turtle. <laughs> turtle grenade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're I'm black pilled on politics. I'm I'm off of it. I'm uh taking the break. How great for the podcast would it be if one of us gets cancer? <laughs> dude i think that's our ticket <laughs> you're right it would be great we can ride it to the top now here's what would happen though is we would, <laughs> we would hold on we are we are we are like two three steps away from faking cancer i just want to point that out now speak for yourself i'm about a half a step <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're to go full Always Sunny on them. For all, Let's I, go. for all I know, I'm not even faking. I might have cancer. No. <laughs> ha- no one would know till way later, but we would be what, chron- chronicling whatever, our cancer arc. Oh, my yeah, God. Our cancer arc. The cancer arc. <laughs> Dude, I still have this this stomach pain that's been going on for like six months it's and it's almost like almost definitely a tumor yeah dude it is a tumor i know it is and i don't want to have to do the surgery on myself so i'm just assuming i have cancer <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm accepting my gradual death day by day so i think <laughs> i think what's important here as long as we're not asking for donations of money we're okay mm. Sure. As long if we're if we're asking for like pity subscriptions, like subscribe to our Instagram to make Steven <laughs> feel better. <Two> like <laughs> <likes>. <laughs> 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 
listen to our podcast so Stephen I can't will get afford better. my chemo this <laughs> Someone's like, I'll pay for your, your treatment. No, I can't accept that. I'm sorry. Dude, just give me the cancer meds. We'll we'll be groovy for a little while. <laughs> That's all I want, man. Just want to play Game Boy and take my cancer drugs. <laughs> you just you go through a full round of chemo. <laughs> recording the audio and it's yeah, just true. like static garbage true, <laughs> true the, my, I, I can't grow any hair on my head anymore but, <laughs> but look at all our listeners <laughs> we got sponsorships out the wazoo <laughs> finally made it mom <laughs> he said withering from radioactive treatment from the inside <laughs> No, uh, how fun does a nice good scam sound? Yeah. Right? Like common. I mean, everyone else is doing it. Why not us? Yeah, some crypto scheming. Oh man. The difference is we would use it for good. You know, for us. <laughs> Dude, when's the last time you've taken a nice sullen drive? Is that the right adjective? Sullen? Now when you when you say that are you referring Somber? to are you referring to just a drive where you don't have a podcast or music playing? Um it depends or it's like you're feeling a certain way so you go take a drive to clear clear your mind kind of thing. For me it, it's more it's typically heightened heightened with music but it has to be the right music. You know what I mean? Where you just zone the fuck out and you're like, yeah, you're feeling it, that that vibe. Not like, not happy or sad, but kind of somber or it's like serious, but you're just kind of zoned out, like feeling, feeling your like emotions. Um, I get those sometimes, especially after a, you know, a particularly long shift at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll find myself doing that on the way home. Vulnerable moment after a long yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, mentally recuperating and readjusting to, you know, the world around you. Yeah. Not seeing it from the fast-paced perspective you just were a minute ago. Yeah. I I had a good one yesterday. Yeah? It was uh, uh, the golden hour, right after nice. rush hour. The sun, you know, you get that hour of gold evening light. Where no matter which way you turn or which way you flip down your little sun visor, the sun's still beaming in your fucking window. <laughs> True. That's a, such a thing with shooting movies. They'll, they'll, you'd literally have 50, like 56 minutes to like catch this light. And if you miss it, you miss it till the next day. And there's some yeah. movies where they take a week, two weeks, even a month to get a, this right shot in that light. Because it's so particularly special cinematically. But I, I was driving in. I I love classical music, but I can't fully go all the way in on like, this is what I love. Because there's so much bad stuff to, like any genre. But it's harder to know. Uh, there's All the names are tricky. I'll be honest. I'm a dumb dumb, and they all have big names, okay? <laughs> 
But uh, so I, I'll do classical radio now and again, kind of sparingly. But it's a total crapshoot on if you get the good stuff or not. And it was the right light and just an outstanding couple songs or whatever. It was like perfect driving. I, I, I want to ideally, I want to be so removed from driving, I don't even know I'm driving. It's just automatic, and I'm just in space. That's perfect. Yeah, it's dangerous, but it's good. Feels good. Yeah, I, I'd say when I, I'm I, driving using it was dangerous, but if I'm just zoned out, I'm, I don't feel like I'm hindered in reflexes. I'm just not thinking about driving, you know? Isn't that, like, exactly what hindered in reflexes is? <laughs> Depends on how sharp your reflexes are. <laughs> got reflexes you like got, cat. <laughs> if you're quick like I am. <laughs> just got to swerve through the children just right, and it's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, as long as you keep the rubber off the sidewalks, you're all good. Yeah, it's perfect. No, I, I, I also I enjoy that. I don't know. I usually turn my music off because I can't I, – I like – that's when I know the shit's getting real, right? Like when there's no podcast, there's no other voice but mine in my own head and then just the kind of static of other road, other cards on, cars on the road and it – Dude. It's – That's – that makes me want to die. I feel so <laughs> – I feel so – I I'm I used to be like a big anxiety guy, but I'm I'm not anymore. But the idea oh, of, I used to fucking love anxiety. Oh god, dude. The idea <laughs> of driving in silence makes me like I feel like I'm freaking out now. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, that sucks. You just hear every little clunk of your car, you see all these other people's stupid fucking music. You're just like watching people almost hit you all the time. I, I need something to remove me from this world for a little while so I can transport to where I'm going. You know, yeah i i I definitely have a lot of days like that, but the the moments where it's like okay, I can, it's, it's usually like just think through, you know, either what I did that day and like sort it out in my head, or like what I have to do tomorrow, or when I get home, and sort that out, and so, you know, usually like turns into more introspective stuff and I can't think of any good examples right now you know there's always that um, what's it called uh, shower, shower fight shower arguments moment where you're like yeah replaying things that you should have said or that you will say kind of thing and it's like dude I'm a warlord in the shower <laughs> I'm ruthless I have every argument counter argument three moves ahead <laughs> but when we're talking I'm blank <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I think I think all of us see ourselves at least a little bit that way. Yeah, it's your your moment to like put yourself in not put yourself in the right. That's not the right term, but like put yourself in the position where you would otherwise be vulnerable that you're making up in your head, but you're you're preparing yourself for it. I think that's king of the castle shit. Some goofy shit that we all do. You know, we just did the the my time manifesto episode, and I've been thinking about the con- concurrency of the present and past stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't do the future much, which is definitely kind of like a, a dog mark of depression, right? Yeah. Do not look forward as much. But every once in a while, um, you know, I'll get little glimpse that give me, a, I dare say, a very small amount of inspiration. But I've been going back to the past in not a bad way. I'm not big for like uh, dwelling on on regrets so much, but more lately, I've been having a ton of memories that I just completely thought were gone. Where just like random small stuff, where if I didn't remember in that moment, I would have thought was gone forever. Mm-hmm. It's so strange. Like, uh, it's crazy how many different little arcs or parts of your life you can have over time, you know? Yeah. Do you remember, how often do you remember, like, random shit? Like, that you would have thought you forgot? I mean, probably every other, or, like, you know, three, I don't know, it depends, like, it's like little shit all the time, but like major shit, you know, is of course much more rare. I feel like things that are like, oh yeah, like I just did the fucking the nomad thing. It was like, there was a whole portion of my life where that was like the fucking toy. That was the, the blizz shit. And, um, now it's like, I, I just hadn't thought about it in like ever. Like it, it I don't know, it would have evaded my my thoughts entirely, even, like, thinking about, like, what I played with as a kid, I probably would have said a fucking Game Boy, you know, but, like, having that little blast from my past all of a sudden was, like, what about, I don't know. What about people? I've been remembering so many people I forgot I knew. I actually get that sometimes, because I see so many different people on a regular basis when I'm confronted with a crowd of people i see people yeah i see people that look close enough to somebody i know or knew you know reminds me of like that kid i went to kindergarten with or like something like that or i I hear a a name on somebody's credit card or something that you know when i scan it and it's like like oh yeah i knew somebody with that name in fucking you know fifth grade or some shit yeah i get that a decent amount Every time I'm in Cincinnati, I have a feeling like, especially when I go to like the fucking Kroger, there's like, every time I turn a corner and I see somebody, like they look familiar. They were here the last time I was at this Kroger or like some shit like that. I think that's a really interesting, it's not the, the same thing as remembering somebody, but it's like being in that similar place jogged a memory of like i start thinking of like why how do i know that person and then i start thinking more and more about like the people that i knew from that time that i lived there yeah when i lived at that kroger hey dude i'm really sorry uh this may be an issue i have to i guess let this dog out right now Um, okay (laughs) i'm getting frustrated i'll be right back sorry all right part three The Department of Justice attorneys defended the federal law that bars marijuana users from buying guns this week. 
um, is an ad that I just saw. And the quote they use is, marijuana users are dangerous to trust because marijuana use impairs judgment. I mean, fair, but that's why we use it, right? To be more altered. I'm dropping wisdom in here. Very interested to see if Steven leaves any of this in. All this dead air. I hope that I never have to do vamping shit ever again. This actually probably sounds terrible. And now I'm thinking Steven should definitely take all of these out. But now that I said that, he might leave it in. This fucking asshole. You know how when your best friend's a fucking asshole? <laughs> well, the good news is we may have our new hit segment out of it. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> this one's cool. Detroit exoneree freed after wrongful murder conviction holds $25,000 gas giveaway. So this guy was uh, released from a wrongful incarceration in 2016, and he was awarded $7.5 million for his time served. And just a couple days ago, he decided to spend some of that money helping out um, people in Detroit. He went to a gas station and just was buying everybody gas. That's pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. Dude, is, isn't it insane for-profit prisons exist? Oh, absolutely. Like, just the idea that you can make money off putting a person in a cage. When someone someone told me that when I was in, like, high school, like, early high school, that that was a thing. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, how is that? There's no way. Like, there's that, that's legal. That's a thing that people can do. And it's like, oh, no, there's a lot of them. Dude, and a lot of states now got rid of in-person visitations. What? Dude. Because like, of COVID shit? No. The, oh, wow. Like, they started doing this, like, five years ago, maybe, and it all switched to this JPay bullshit system where you- you buy digital stamps to send emails. Like you have, it's like a dollar twenty-five an email, and uh, the the video calls are like a bad Skype connection, like garbage webcams that are glitched out or broken half the time, and you're paying like a dollar a minute or some shit. And like states Jesus. have gotten rid of the option to in-person visit. Not not all. But a lot are going that way, especially the for-profit prisons. And it's it's estimated like 40% of families that have a loved one in prison go into debt just to be able to do video calls now. It's so bust. They're, they're essentially, regardless, right or wrong, what they did, they are essentially kidnapping... <laughs> your loved one to make you pay exorbitant amounts of money just to be able to see them on a screen. Yeah, that's fucked. So fucked. Dude, that's the type of shit that uh, makes me just want to cry reading like the news story. It's like, this is so fucked. Like, I, 
I've had to deal with like a little of that. And the, at the time, the, the video screen was like a bonus, right? Like I wasn't going to be able to visit, but I could at least see my friend. But when that's the only option and it's right. your family and it costs 50, 100 bucks a call for like a half an hour or whatever, that's fucked. Yeah, that's so fucking wrong. Dude, I, I, you know, I could trade a year of my life for a lot of money, but the idea of being put in a cage like an animal, especially when you didn't do something wrong, but even if you did- You should still have access to your family. Some, Even if it's not direct skin-to-skin contact. Right, exactly. You should be able to see and talk to your family for free. That's- Yeah. yeah. And, and- That's for- I, I can- I, I've never been, you know, to jail, but I or prison, but I imagine that- that's got to be a huge thing for people that are in there of like what's helping them like get through that. Dude, they say if you have one visit from a, a friend, a loved one, family or friend, if you have one visit in that first year of prison, you're like 10 to 20% less likely to recommit a crime. That's huge. Yeah, and and they don't want that. They want you to come right back. because then it's you fucked. stay, you come back to prison, and you make more money for them. It's what's so wild though is like there's so many things in society right that slowly get better. As fucked as things are, things generally get better from one lifetime to the next. Mm-hmm. The prison system will always be the exception. Maybe long term, you know, it's evolving compared to like. Even like the Cincinnati workhouse, the the jail of Cincinnati our parents had, right? Right. Like that shit was fucked. You had hay bales and shit buckets. Like that was within a lifetime of us. Right. But the level of like abuse and corruption now is not that much better. And while a lot of other things change, prisons will always be the last. It's just, it's just, you know, what was it? The how we treat our worst in society is a reflection of who we are type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from exactly, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I'm so mad at this dog right now, but I would (laughs) not put her in a cage for a day. You know, like, I can't imagine doing that to a a person. People do that and then, like, leave the fucking house. I understand when you're training a dog. Like, there are times where it's not inappropriate. Like, a lot of people, if your dog's young and they're in training, like, kenneling them or whatever isn't necessarily the worst. But most people that... There's, yeah. there's, a, lot, there's a lot of people that, like, they'll get a get a dog and then realize that, like, oh, it's too much but we them. both have full-time jobs and the kids are at school all <laughs> yeah. the time. What are we going to do with this dog while we're gone for the day? And it's like, oh, when we're gone, the dog tears shit up at the house because we don't know how to train them not to or, you know. And so they just put it in a fucking cage or something or tie it up in the fucking backyard. That's always fucked. It's like it's not a life to live. That sucks. A lot of people do cage them for overnight when yeah, they're young yeah. or stuff like that. But I, I, you know, earlier jokingly, I, I don't like dogs as pets. I actually, I love dogs, but part of the reason I would never want to deal with one is because they can be so difficult or rebellious. I don't want to have to be mean to my dog. Like, right. Uh, just like zoos or animal prisons. It's just like, let them all free. You know, cats can be an exception, but if I'm being fully 
honest, they should all just be free. <laughs> the, the cat thing, that's a, a, there's a codependency where like, they don't, yeah. they don't need you. Like you don't need them. They prefer you to, you know, be their food source. And exactly. Warmth. Being, being without you. Yeah. You have a source of warmth and affection and food and that's, you know, they're not going to get that outside as easily. So they would prefer to stay with you, even if they do leave for days and come back or something like that. You know, like it's still, you know, like where dogs, they need you. And that's, that's the one I, I would love to have a dog. I would love to, you know, have the time. That's the thing is I just don't have the time to take care of a dog the way that it deserves to be taken care of. I just don't see any advantages to a dog. Like I would like a dog if it's like a German war dog, like trained to follow every command and it's a asset to my life, but they're not fun to cuddle with. They stink. They cost a lot more. If they need surgery, it's like paying for a human. Like I don't see any upside to a dog. I don't care. I disagree that a dog is not fun to cuddle with. I don't know. Um, They're awkward. My, they accidentally scratch you. They stink. They slobber. I mean, you they know, poop. yeah, that's that's having a dog. That's the other one is cleaning up the shit. Yeah. Um, I don't want my yard filled with landmines. No. Um, and I know that in the wintertime, I'm not going to go outside <laughs> and collect all of my dog shits. That's just not going to happen. You got to get your pickaxe out of the garage to chip yeah. through the ice <laughs> to get those frozen dog poops. The, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I think the cooler argument for a dog is like they, you know, they're as much fun as a cat at, at the house because they're you can play with them and they they love you unconditionally and they'll, you know, fucking do cool shit and be a part of your life. But then also with a dog, you can take them places with you. Like you can take them to like I one of the cooler parts of my job is working places at like different farmers markets and shit and people bring their dog and it's like just, you know, oogling people's dogs and petting their dogs and shit. And it's like, it would be so cool to have, you know, a pet that I could bring with me. And I tried to do that with my cat for a while when she was young. I tried to like, I harness trained her and then I, I got like a basket from my bike that I could put her in. And she fucking hated it. I went on a, a couple uh, – I went on a short bike ride with her and she – the whole time trying to jump out of the – like the harness hooks into the basket so she wasn't like about to jump out. But she really wanted to. Yeah. And then eventually she found out she could like somewhat stand on the handlebars and was just crying the whole time. Like it was uncomfortable and like I had to keep stopping. And eventually I just, I got out and I walked the rest of the way home. Cause she, she couldn't handle her shit. She was making a scene, embarrassing you. Right. (laughs) So then I, I, the the second time I did get her in again and we went for a shorter ride than the first time, just like around the block. And she again, hated it. And the third time I tried to get her in, she like, uh, was scratching at me and like she never had done you know acted like that before she was pissed so it's like all right cool we're not gonna do that again <laughs> <laughs> how cool would it be to have a cat on a leash walking around you know places where people usually walk their dogs and shit my brother walks his cat through clifton all the time 
That's fucking awesome. That's funny. We got uh, cat backpacks for our, our cats. We've only used them like once. It sounds nice, but they really do want to cause a scene. Like some cats are like totally chill and like getting out. And then other ones, they're just so afraid. <laughs> yeah. There's a girl on Facebook or on, on Facebook, on Instagram. I follow that. I think her cat's name is like Suki. And they like, she goes like hiking and like different countries and shit with this cat. And they yeah. go like kayaking and shit. And this cat's just like chilling on its little harness. It's got a little life vest on and it's like just chilling in a boat, you know, looking out at shit and like, you know, reaching out in the water and shit. Like that's <laughs> so fucking cool. That is. Do I get tattooed this weekend again? Hell yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Dude, I've been thinking more and more about a tattoo. Let's run it, bro. It's one of those like I just. Where do I start? Number one. Like, literally, like, where on my body do I start? At the drawing board. (laughs) 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 There's there's this whole thing where, like, I would love – I would love a full body Yakuza rap, you know, fucking paint job, whatever. I would love that. I think that would be sick and cool. I would love a full sleeve. Transformative body marking. Right, yeah. like something something dope, but part of it's the time and the money, but yeah. then also like what? You you, know, you would come up with it. I I talked before about doing a um I saw somebody one time, I saw a picture online, somebody had like a full sleeve and it was a dope like full color deal, but it was like different foods, just like all kinds of like really bright vibrant vegetables and like yeah, cl- you know, classic like chef sleeve. Yeah, I was yeah. like, man, that's so fucking dope. Like, oh, the red onion looked really fucking cool. And it was, yeah, it was fucking so dope. And it was like, but I'm, I can't get that now because I saw somebody else with it. Fuck that. Do I want. mean, yeah, but I don't – I mean, if I design my own or something, maybe. But it was, it's like – now it's like, okay, I want to think outside the box. I want to get something different. There's a cool trend right now of – not not specifically, but a lot of women are doing it where they get full masterpiece paintings as back pieces where like you don't normally see like realism of like an old classic painting. And it's not like framed or or squared anyway. It just like mm. fits over their, their whole back or something. And it's like a classic still life or something. And it's That's such a cool, cool effect. Cause something like that, you're spending five, ten thousand huge part, you know, portions of your body. So, so yeah. much ink. I mean, that's dedication, but it's a really cool effect. Yeah, man. I've I recently had the thought. So, I have more consist consistent tattoo appointments than ever right now, and uh, which I absolutely love. It's fucking dope. But I did kind of have that rethought. And there is a part of me that thinks maybe you won't end up doing like a tra- – I could see you getting some stuff. But I could see you maybe not doing a fully transformative stuff because I don't mm. – I don't. we've talked about this in the past where like I don't think you feel the the missing pieces of yourself as much. As right, yeah. That, that a lot of people such as myself are kind of drawn into body modification – to help ease. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I feel pretty good with where I'm at now. 
And for a long time, like I'm okay with not getting any more, but now, now it's for the enjoyment. But I got, I have all these appointments and, uh, <clears throat> I was thinking like, oh, this is, I'm going to feel, this is going to be awesome after this is done. And I kind of had to, to do that reminder to myself of like, I'm not going to feel any happier or better about myself after this. Mm, J- yeah. Just like, um, like I, I was talking to, to one of my therapists and, you know, like the idea of not having to work, like to have enough money where I didn't need to, to work 40 hours a week. My quality of life would be way better. Um, I'd probably be a little bit healthier, definitely mentally, but mm-hmm. I, I really wouldn't be happier. It, those things like change, changing your skin or even changing your time, it, it, it really doesn't change that much. Which, which it, I can imagine it's, it's a, a temporary, yeah, yeah, you know, a fleeting thing of, of happiness that. I think overall, I get a deep satisfaction out of it, but it still mm-hmm. doesn't th- doesn't make you f- any different. Which is weird. Like when I think when you're, you're still younger, the same bag of trash on the inside. Exactly. Yeah, you're still a meat yeah. bag with the meat skin. <laughs> <laughs> got that. Uh, got those. Uh, the extra stretchy trash bag <laughs> body. Glad extra large, baby. Extra large. <laughs> But, my, my magnum trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I I I didn't realize it. I I get tattooed on Sunday, and uh, Sunday also is the anniversary of uh, of my brother's death. Oh yeah, and I, I didn't realize it was the same day. But I, I'm I'm really glad it worked out that way. It's kind of a cathartic ritual release kind of deal. Hell yeah, yeah. Very odd. It's just so crazy how much time goes by and how different it feels. It used to be such a like tragic day or like really risky. Like a lot of things went wrong. Uh yeah. don't don't plan anything big for that day because you don't know how you're gonna feel. Yeah, I think I think the first the first eight years after I think I overdosed six six of the eight years, and I was I was ended up okay, but it was typically pretty bad. Um, and then we've talked about it before, but I, especially with sobriety, it like amplified. I feel like a psychopath where I it is way harder to feel shit, mm, and uh, yeah, like it, it's definitely would be a lie to say. I'm not gonna at least some point over that day, uh, either before or after this fucking dog. <laughs> Just tippy tapping around. Uh, tippy tippy tippy. <laughs> yeah. At some point I'm gonna be re- reflective and have a, a bit of a somber moment, right? Mm, yeah. But I can't feel it anymore, man. And yeah. so I I think I think some of that's the, you know, you're not uh, meant to remember everything. You're not meant to feel everything forever. I think some of it's natural. And I also feel like I've been going through this change that feels a bit unnatural too. It's very weird. I think think you're on the right track with, you know, that it's natural. I think that's, 
you know, you're, you're, you're forced to move on to a degree, you know, like it's, you know, there's nothing ever saying that you shouldn't, you know, show remembrance and it's, it's good to reflect, but you know, like, like you said, you're forgetting, not forgetting, but like, you know, thinking less, I mean, thinking less, thinking less frequently of traumas is, is only for your benefit. It is, but I, it does bother me that I, I'm actually, that would be a lie too. It doesn't bother me, but it, it is strange to me that I don't feel most things the way I used to. I'm not trying to right, concentrate, right. but it is, it's just weird. It's just really weird how much, like I said earlier, how, how much you can change in a lifetime or have these different versions of yourself. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna let you rap while I go kill a dog. <laughs> gonna kill this fucking dog. Well <laughs> we're now in part four of my my monologue sensational podcast that everyone's excited about. And um Oh wait, is he back? Yeah. He's back. I'm exasperated, dude. I'm gonna Yell at my girlfriend when she gets home. <laughs> <laughs> as you, as one does, oh, you know, life in the big city gets hard sometimes. Sometimes you got to kill a dog. <laughs> Feed her to the just, cats. Were we just talking about Love That Goku on here? No. Okay. There's a Twitter account uh, for a while that I, I didn't – I was never on Twitter. I never got into it. But Run Button talked about him all the time, and it's this this fictional account of this guy that was like on the run from the government and shit, <laughs> and was like hiding out in Brazil. And his whole Twitter feed for a little while was like, every day I have to kill dogs to survive, stray dogs oh, to survive. Shit. <laughs> and then it was like he, he just posts shit like, I killed so many dogs today. Oh my <laughs> like, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> just a whole arc of it. But the uh, the account was uh, love that Goku, and he had a, a, a <laughs> y- many years long feud with uh, the guy from Blues Traveler who thought that he was a real account. Oh my god! Did, I'm sure you know this one. The Korean dog festivals. Uh no. What? All right. They kill dogs. Yeah, dude. Jeez. It's like I think it's a week or a day <laughs> each year. They they. It used to be a way of controlling the stray dog population, but they would round up as many stray dogs in the country as possible and do a festival of killing and eating them. God, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. I have to look. <laughs> <laughs> but it started to get boycotted. And there, also, there would also be like other ritual as- aspects of uh, piercing and stuff like that. But uh, it's like a festival and it started to get boycotted the last uh, Stop Korean Malbach Festival is the first result that comes up. Yeah, dude. It is wild. I've, I remember the first time coming across it, it was shocking. Shocking. It is believed that 3.5 to 5 million... Oh, never mind. Wrong stat. Uh... Where, how many dogs do they kill? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the fucking important part. <laughs>
dog killing festival. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> How many dogs did they kill? <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is a separate festival. Oh, man. Now I'm going to feel like an asshole. The Liche, the Liche and Dog Meat Festival is annual festival held in China during the summer solstice in which festival goers eat dog meat and lychees. Is it lychees? Lychees? Oh, uh, I think it's lychee. Lychee. I think it's num- neither one of the ones you said. <laughs> the festival began in 2009 and spans about 10 days during which thousands of dogs are reportedly consumed. The festival has drawn criticism internationally. There's another one, though. But it, they they estimate roughly ten thousand dogs it are st- started consumed. in two thousand nine. That's what I, there's another one. Another that culture. sounds that sounds sus. That sounds this is what like, this is. I know this is real, but I I know there's another one that goes back farther. And and it may be real, but it sounds like some shit that a, an American person made up. I forget what animal it is or what country. <laughs> They're dogs, and it's Canada. Or it's, it's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Canadians love their dogs. But God damn it! It's it's not Switzerland, but it's a European one, one of the countries that had castles, because <laughs> they would they would take I can't remember what animal if it was gophers it was like a little uh, like a rat like creature like oh, a, groundhogs yeah it was like a nuisance creature and once a year they'd have a festival where they would throw it uh, from like the castle window as far as they could. And it was like a, a big celebration. Somebody knows. When I, if anybody has listened long enough, I get like half facts, right? I, <laughs> right, yeah. You're like, you're there. There's like, there's a thing that happened and people were involved. <laughs> I get the <laughs> gist. <laughs> it's in a place. <laughs> you know, but you know what he's talking about. Hey, guys, guys, guys. Somebody killed an animal really far away from here. <laughs> yeah, so, somewhere, somewhere someone killed an animal and we're talking about it. Now, what what would you do if you woke up in the middle of a dog eating festival? Because you, <laughs> you can't kill all of them. Like my go-to instinct, right? In a free mm-hmm. free world, no no uh, for-profit prisons. I would just start skinning the people, right? Like right. I might get curious. I might take a little nibble, <laughs> but but then I'm gonna I'm gonna go skin them, right? But if you just woke up and you're outnumbered superiorly, you're you're fucked. What do you do? Um, you can't I mean, stand up to all of them. Am I wearing clothes? We'll I'll give you boxers. <laughs> all right. Well, first, made of dog meat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then I'm definitely in attack mode. Man, that's, that's a hard way to go. Yeah. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, I just watched a documentary on uh, Chris Farley today. Oh, hell God, of a guy! How was that? Hell of a guy. Dude, I love when celebrities die of overdoses. <laughs> like legend, legend. He, it's funny because years before he died, something like five years before, he was uh, obsessing over how uh, Belushi was such a legend for dying from an overdose. So he kind of idolized the idea of dying that way. It's fucking rad. I think yeah, suicidal people, I lies uh other people dying that way very interesting though dude that dude shooting up the cincinnati 
fed thing today. Pretty wild. Pretty fucking wild shit right there, man. Dude, Cincinnati. So true. All right, so I had, you know, talking about past glimpses. I had a recent future glimpse, and, and I never... I never think about living anywhere besides Cincinnati. And I, now and again, I've kind of played with the idea of checking out Detroit. But uh, I, I can't really imagine living anywhere else. But for some reason, I kept having glances of uh, living in like a, a France or Italy. Wouldn't that be cool? Just to go somewhere? Like to stay there for an actual while? Yeah, like to have a new life, like to change your name, go to another country. I work remotely. Could be a totally different life. Yeah, actually, my- Get plastic my, surgery. <laughs> so not to that degree, but my mom was just talking about that with, with her current job situation where it's like they're mostly have it there already, but they're trying to get it set up where like you can work from fucking anywhere. You can go anywhere you want to and like do the same work. And as long as you have your, you know, your computer or whatever that- you know, access what you need to, you're, you're good. And, um, you know, she has been trying to figure out like how she's going to be able to take another trip back to Italy kind of thing. Like how, how is she going to be able to manage that with work? And it's like, well, she doesn't even have to take off work. You know, she could go for two fucking weeks if she wants to and like work for part of it while she's there, you know, even if it's like short days or something like that. And like, I think that's one of the cooler benefits of like the work from home shit that is, is, coming is like okay that what that that leaves a different freedom for people that you're able to be more flexible with it yeah definitely not as extreme as you know changing your name and moving and getting plastic surgery but Dude, you know what how, how many of us are really down to uh down to do that gun to your head you have to get two plastic surgery operations or or like uh surgical alterations what do you do I have to get have them to. to the doctor. But here's a question: has what's taken the, you, gun to your head? What's it, the purpose of it? Is it like it's up to, to you? Okay, then it's just whatever the fuck. Okay, you could like you you're could not get that Brazilian butt unless, lift you've always wanted. You could get cheek um, fillers, devil horn implants. The devil horn implants does sound cool, but no, um, it would. I mean, it would have to be something that like people would never see or notice. Like shit with my body. I don't know. I would make my. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? I can't even say it. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would make my nose smaller, my dick bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Just transplant some of that nose to that dick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Just put my nose on the end of my dick. <laughs> One of my buddies got his balls tattooed. <laughs> and dude. They swole up <laughs> like a softball size bigger than a softball. Jesus. Like, I, I can't say a watermelon because <laughs> that would be an exaggeration. But softball is fair, if not less than. Jesus Christ. Pretty fucked. Yeah, that sounds awful. High risk, low reward. Bad I mean, decision making. Shouts out to the the tattoo artist that had to like probably had to like spread the the fucking bat wing skin. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Jesus, a lot of artists won't do it, or you know, 
they set their price. It's not standard so, yeah, prices. Rightfully so. Yeah. It's not like you're about to say, I'm about to get my balls tattooed. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. If I had unlimited money. Give me a third ball. Like a squeaker toy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put a just put a nugget of gold down Dude, there. Dude, <laughs> you'd be fucked at that dog festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Before we go, Steven wants to do a riddle, so I found one. <laughs> what demands an answer, but asks no question? Demands an answer. Ask. Is it something like a type of sentence structure? Like a, you know what I mean? No, it is not. Okay. Give you one more guess. The mailman. <laughs> <laughs> mailman might ask questions. Uh, no, it's a, a telephone. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh wait, here, wait, wait. Here's here's a good one. Here's a good one. I am something people love or hate. I change people's appearances and thoughts. If a person takes care of themselves, I will go up even higher. To some people, I will fool them. To others, I am a mystery. Some people might want to try and hide me, but I will show. No matter how hard people try, I will never go down. What am I? <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is hair. Um, oh, that's not bad. Is it actually something physical? Um, no. That's going to be like confidence or like uh, an attribute of some sort. Let me, let me read it again for you. I am something people love or hate. I change people's appearances and thoughts. Even if a person takes care of themselves, I will go up even higher. To some people, I will fool them. To others, I am a mystery. Some people might want to try and hide me, but I will show. No matter how hard people try, I will never go down. What am I? Health insurance. <laughs> Wrong. It's oh. age. Age. All right, you're in a prison. You've been arrested for fucking all those dogs at the dog festival. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to eat these dogs. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You can't fuck this dog. That's my dinner. <laughs> let let me let me give you one more fun riddle to to. to <laughs> the more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? If you want, I can give you a hint. This is a good one. I'll take a hint. Remember your walk with Christ. The more you take, the more you leave behind. Remember your walk with Christ? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Footsteps. What? Footsteps. The the, the more feet you and the, 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 the more you take, the more you leave behind. Oh, I get it. And then the, the footsteps in the sand. And when there were two sets of prints... Or when there was one set of prints, that was Jesus carrying you. How good do you think a little grilled baby sea turtle would be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought you were going to say, how how good do you think grilled Jesus would be? But <laughs> Grilled <that's>, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> grilled Jesus. We <laughs> get a grilled Jesus sandwich. <laughs> I think I'm done with ethics. <laughs> yeah, same. I think I'm good with all of it. I think I'm good with uh, with all of everything. 
Thanks again for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thank you to Approaching Human for the use of his music. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Approaching-Human. Thanks, John. Make sure to check out the show page at Trash Cats Trash Cast on Instagram for news and arts from the show. Check out Facebook for the memes. For the memes. If you're super bored, you can check out my trash yard on Instagram at SkyZXSKYZSX. I got something new going up soon. Um, and guys, we'll we'll do better next week. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> this was our <laughs> finest hour. <laughs> Chill, but fuck. It's going to be an absolute masterpiece when Steven pieces it together, uh, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Next week, maybe some absurd, some absurd soul math. Perhaps. This whole okay, yeah. <laughs> How much is people worth? Got it. Uh, that's going to be all for us today. Stay classy, eat trashy. Go fast, eat trash. All right. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Do you think this will be all right? I don't know. <laughs>